0: Welcome to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and Dee. I'm Maz Mary
1: and I'm Dana Delval. Whether you're a person on an addiction sobriety path or you know someone who is, we're here to talk about our journey with it.
0: And more importantly, we want to help end the stigma and shame of alcoholism.
1: And we want to bring some hope and laughter along the way too. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning.
0: Good morning.
1: Oh my gosh, I wish you could see the setup that we have for Daily Dose now. Uh, we bought a camera and <laughs> we had it on top of the computer and then we've now it's on a little tripod. We can't figure out how to make it balance this way. It's, uh, you know, we've gotten used to looking at the camera on the computer and now of course we have to look at a new camera. I'm telling you, man, technology is not... Easy. It is not. But it's here. It's better. And welcome to Daily Toast. Huh. What a beautiful weekend. It has been. Yeah. I mean, it's Tuesday. It was it was a beautiful weekend. And we're talking today about something that happened this weekend because it really struck me and then struck us as a great way to think about life post- addiction do you feel like you can say post addiction or post alcoholism or or does that imply that you think well i was an alcoholic and now i'm not how that's do you a, think about that phrase
0: that's, that is a very interesting question it's an odd phrase for me anyway why because it does mean after okay and, you know, the Keep whole point talking.
1: is, I'm, I'm going to just do some stuff here.
0: The whole point is, you know, you you don't stop being an alcoholic. You're an, I'm an alcoholic, enjoying sobriety or you know, and all of the wonderful things that go with that. But I'm not I'm not post alcoholic.
1: And do you think that that is an A.A. mindset or do you think most people who have elected to be sober would say that?
0: that is also another fantastic question and because i've only really ever explored aa because it worked for me i don't know the answer to that one quite honestly
1: Hmm. it's a very good question okay well two questions we need to find answers to um if anybody watching has a thought weigh in because uh we can see questions now which is exciting um we're using a new program that we've not really used before i think we launched it with koya last week we did yeah so if you have questions you can type them into wherever you're watching this it's go, it's live on facebook and youtube and live stream no linkedin and we'll be able to see them so that's exciting um okay so back to the subject at hand this weekend <laughs> this weekend we, we were a on a bike ride and i was shifting gears which is a whole different story because i do not understand gears at all and i'm not i i have reached the conclusion that no one understands gears people can people can intellectually understand gears. I don't think people really understand how a gear works, but I certainly do not. So I was shifting gears and my chain fell off my bike. And if you've ever been on a bike where that happens, you know that there's that weird feeling, kind of like a free fall because there's no tension on your bike. And so you're pedaling, 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 and you know you're not getting anywhere. And it feels, uh, I don't know quite how to explain it. Out of control? um, Yes, but it also feels like you're just floating and in some kind of nether world because it's so antithetical to every experience we have on earth where gravity plays a role in terms of of creating some kind of tension or pressure or um, like elasticity of movement, if that makes any sense. Does that make sense? It does. Oh,
0: good. That's exactly how tension works.
1: (laughs) Oh, good for me. Um, So I'm pedaling and nothing is moving. You know, I mean, I'm coasting, but I'm not moving. And it takes me a second to realize what's going on. And then it dawns on me and Dr. Mary has already biked, I don't know, you're a quarter of a block ahead of me. And so I called out to you and you turned around and you came back. I did a bony toilet. Yes. Now, I had a bike that was a three speed bike, really, really old that I bought when Quinn was a baby. Um, I remember. It was an bike. antique yes. kind of bike. I mean, not really, it was probably from the sixties or seventies. But it, the chain fell off that bike all the time. I bought it at the boys ranch. We put my brother's bike baby seat on the back and Quinn and I biked all over the place in it. And the chain would pretty routinely fall off that. So you'd have to take Quinn off the, out of the baby seat. You'd have to turn the bike upside down. And I remember one time in particular being with my brother on a bike ride and the chain kept falling off and we kept turning the bike upside down and we kept wrestling to get the chain back on because you know a chain's tension makes it hard to extend it up and over to get it back onto the gears. Um and I just when when my chain fell off this weekend I immediately went back to that moment from, you know, 23 years ago and thought, "Oh, this is lousy. I have kind of a cute dress on and now I'm going to get oil all over my fingers and disrupting the bike ride and Dr. Mary's going to be irritated and I told myself this whole narrative so what happens Dr. Mary pedals back to me he reaches down to the back tire and he flips down a switch which releases the tension of the chain says to me just lift it up and put it back on the gear things I did that easily because it was, the tension was released. He reflipped the switch and we were done. I I mean, how did you know to do that? No, I had a
0: bike growing up and it's just learn how to do it.
1: I never noticed that little um, lever or lever if you're watching this in Europe. (laughs) It's a lever. I never noticed that little (laughs) thing on my bike wheel. Never. I've had this bike for, I don't know, seven years. Never noticed it. Um, I certainly wouldn't have explored what to do with it. Wouldn't have thought to myself, well, I wonder what this does. Tried it and watched to see what would happen. I think I grew up in a household that was not particularly curious about things like that. Like, I didn't grow up in a super mechanically tinkery kind of household. And so I would have gone back to what I knew, which was flip the bike upside down, wrestle with this terrible chain, get filthy dirty, and hopefully get it back on. So this whole exchange took 12 seconds. We're back on our way. And as we were biking, I thought, wow, isn't that exactly like The journey Maz took, I can't speak for all people and I am going to let you talk, but isn't that exactly (laughs) like the journey Uh, that Maz took to getting sober Um, in a slightly different way? Because when the bike chain fell off, I called out for help and he came back and helped. You did not call out for help. Your body gave you the opportunity to get help. Yes. So. Then I asked you if you agreed, and you said yes. So, what can you say from your perspective? How does this metaphor actually play out
0: for me? Um, how to fix how to fix it comes with remembering how you how
1: to do things. Okay. Um, Just as a side note, Dr. Mary is super mechanically inclined. I mean, we fix all kinds of things. He fixes. I assist. Although I'm pretty handy too. Damn sure, but, yeah. you know.
0: Let's not rule out the, the the practicalities of having a theater degree. It's true. Daniel is very true. good with, but, you
1: know, like woodwork, dishwashers, and washing machines, and component pieces, and replacing elements in ovens, and all that kind of stuff. We just mostly take care of that because Doctor Mary grew up in a household where he and his dad did that, so he's Super mechanically inclined. Back to you.
0: Just as a, as a side note, for those of you who make YouTube videos of how to fix machinery, could you do it without the five minutes of your life story or the
1: forty-five minutes of your life story? That's a completely just, different topic, just, Dr. Mary. yeah. That's for when we do a how-to show. You know, when we pick that phase up. Okay. No,
0: um The ability to ask for help and be in a position to give it. There's there's actually quite a few layers on this. I was in a, a frame of mind where I knew it, I knew from experience and learning how to fix things, to be able to fix it. I had the presence of mind to know that I knew how to fix it and the ability to do so. And you felt comfortable knowing that you could ask me to help, which had I been drinking, you wouldn't
1: have even bothered. Right. Um, So to me, the the interesting piece From my perspective, I hadn't even thought about you being able to recall a previous phase of your life where you had fixed your own bike. And so you had this sort of lived experience. You know, we've talked a lot about the marriage therapist who um, gave us that great advice or, or told us this point that Maz might have an easier time staying sober. Because he had an adulthood yeah. to go back to yeah. that had not been drinking, as opposed to if you start drinking at 12, 13, 14, you don't have an adult phase of life to say, well, I remember before drinking yeah, it's true. what it you was you like. Say,
0: remember everything you accomplished before you ended up being an alcoholic.
1: And I thought, well, that was quite a lot. Yes. OK, so there's that piece. But for me, the interesting piece was I simply asked for help. And with no judgment, with no eye rolling or frustration or swearing in Dr. Mary's case, he just turned his bike around, came over, looked down, flipped the switch, told me what to do. I did it, flipped the switch back, and we were good to go.
0: I mean, in all
1: fairness, we were lucky that something I knew how to fix happened. But that's not that doesn't really matter. It's handy for the story. But I think what really matters is... If you are in the midst of something you need help with, whether it's a physical addiction or any of the other things that happen in life where you need help, I don't know how to address this challenge with my child, with my spouse, with my boss. It doesn't always have to be a stone cold addiction. We all encounter things in our lives we don't necessarily know how to fix. Find somebody who you can reach out to for help and ask for help Yeah. as opposed to thinking, well, I just have to take care of this myself. If I ask for help, I will be seen as weak. I'll be shamed. I'll be laughed at. I'll be, I'll be made to feel embarrassed.
0: Ask for help. I actually, the first time I asked for help for the fact that I was an alcoholic was when I was sober for over a week. Mm-hmm. And it dawned on me that I didn't, I had no idea what to do next. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. to ask for help and to get it. And that's one of the things that you remember. It's one of the things we talked about in AA too is, you know, you got, when you're in a position to help, you will be of use. Yeah. A lot of alcohol, well, I think most alcoholics I talk to just get, I used to say that they were fr- frustrated because they weren't of any use to anyone.
1: Mm-hmm. Including yourself, yeah,
0: which makes you feel bad. Which makes you know, if you're if you're still in the the fronds of of alcoholism, what do you do when you feel bad about yourself? You go and have another drink. So it's you know it just drowns it's on self perpetuating, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but I think about the moment that you came back from having reached out in an AA meeting and said, "I'm as, Maz, I'm an alcoholic." And people just immediately said, how can I help?
0: Yeah. Every single one of them.
1: That is an extraordinary moment.
0: It is a tenant that I love going to AA meetings for when you, when you meet new people. Yeah. Everyone, including me, we all line up and shake the hand and say, welcome. If you need anything,
1: let me know. Yep. And so this bike ride was a perfect example of that. Uh, Mother wrote and said, "I got to move forward because I can't read it." The correlation for you is that you were pedaling all those years with the chain off. No wonder you were exhausted and frustrated. Oh, that's absolutely! Good. When you can't make any forward movement, you think you're working and working and working, and you're moving nowhere. You're getting nowhere. That is frustrating. When you feel like you're just continuing to decline instead of rise. So I think of this bike ride moment actually was a really beautiful oh, metaphor. Good. And our very, clock is gonna bong because it's quarter two in just a second. So I think we will hop off. Um, but we do have a question for you to consider and we'd love some feedback. We know now that the title of our daily doses is probably the best way, I hope you can still hear me, is probably the best way for other people to find us. So be thinking about good titles probably the word alcoholic alcoholism sobriety marriage those kinds of things needs to show up with much more regularity because if you think about it nobody who's doing a search for uh i'm married to an alcoholic is going to type in i wonder if there's any program called daily dose of dr mary and dd yeah we did a, a quick
0: a quick search there and if you type in like enjoying sobriety or anything like that or any derivation
1: of all that stuff the the top links are all the treatment centers in part because they're paying for advertising but also because that is a starting point what we believe daily doses is is for the people who are past that sort of intensive recovery rehab time and are into maintenance yeah so help us think about good titles and send them our way if anything Pithy strikes your fancy, and we will see you on Thursday. I just want to say that Thursday is our most yes. significant conversation, not the most important conversation. But our guest is the most significant guest in terms of position that we have yet spoken to. It's a pre-record, but it's going to go live at eight thirty. So please tune in. Yes, please watch. There is incredible information coming your way on Thursday and we will see you live again next Tuesday for another conversation. Have a great week. Thanks for watching. Please, please, please send comments. Yes. Comments, all the kinds of things that you can do to help us reach the people who don't yet know. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and DD. If you enjoyed the content and want to learn more, head over to Facebook to Daily Dose Dr. Mary DD. You can find us on YouTube under Dana Del Val, And if you want to get signed up for our weekly newsletter, email me at D A d-a-y-n-a Y N A at D A Y N A D E L V A L dot com. Have a great day. We hope to see you soon. Bye bye.